Thank you, love, and welcome to Medicine Caller Podcast. I want to invite you another layer deeper into the temple. We have a Patreon, and I would love for you to check it out. There are layers of support and nourishment for people calling medicine and for people restoring the temple, people healing together. I would love for you to come support this podcast and be supported in even more ways. To all my Patreon members, thank you. We are in this together. I appreciate you. I'm grateful. We'll talk soon. Consider yourself invited. Check it out, and I invite you to join. Let's get on with the show. Intimate, wise, and healing conversations with the people who are carrying us through this time of true transformation and complete rebirth. Welcome to Medicine Caller, where visionaries share the real, the raw, the good, and the holy. I am your host, Sophia Wise One. Let's journey. darlings and welcome back to medicine caller i'm your host they call me sophia wise one wow 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 i am just in this place right now of internal change that is happening so fast and so rapidly it's activating all the parts of me that are looking for comfort anywhere it can i'm finding myself waking up in the morning dreaming and just like just reaching for things that used to comfort me and then just waking up with this like deep sadness because they're not here and they're not comforting and they're not coming and and then having this process of like waking up and kind of shaking that off right and and coming into the day and being like okay this is my life showing up to the change showing up to the movement showing up to the invitations to be making new choices in my life and I'm so thrilled and honored and delighted to have the guest that we have today because she is she's great we've had her on before and so there's a link go check out her past episode with me too we had such a good time it was like such a good time and it was such a good time and uh she's my 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 one of my chosen teachers uh when I needed support in my own reclamation and claiming and healing of my sexuality. She is who I chose to go and study with. And out of that has just bloomed such a gorgeous, gorgeous richness of of collaboration and continued healing and learning. And I just, with everything that's happening for me right now, with everything that's happening with us right now, I'm really excited. Amy Jo Goddard is a brilliant sex educator for many decades and uh she's author of two fabulous books one woman on fire nine elements to wake up your erotic energy personal power and sexual intelligence and the co-author of the best-selling class 
classic lesbian sex secrets for men recently published in its second edition that was its 20 year anniversary right that it yeah got got published and said said let's do this one more time she's uh she's she's everything she's a ceremonialist she's a performer she's a writer she's a i'm like a like a a script writer, a you know, a book writer, a a blogger. You know, there's just so much that you are and and that you've that you've done. You take your being into so many creative realms. And I feel like the thing that I started to say that I didn't finish to kind of finish this thought, bringing you in here, in this time of fire, in this time of transformation, in this time of alchemy, where the comfort is in the change, right? Like the comfort is in the change, not in what was but what is is coming in the movement towards it. That cultivation and that connection to our own personal fire, our passion, our heart, our creative selves is so essential. So thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I love talking to you. So we just get to record it now <laughs> exactly. and let all the people in. <laughs> Come on in, babes. Come on in. Yeah, it's good to be here. Yeah. And I do, I just want to start with this place. It's like, and as soon as I go to say it, I'm like, oh, this is the right place to start because I get the feeling in my belly and I get the feeling in my heart. I want to talk about home. I want to talk about home. You talk about it so beautifully. I'm already crying. You talk about it so beautifully in your work and it feels so ripe for me. I've been nomadic and I had Mm -hmm. kind of just set off on that. We started working together. I've been nomadic about six months and uh, one of the things that you very gently and consistently would kind of direct me towards was like, how are you going to make home for yourself when you're, when you don't have one that's extra, you don't have an external one that is built for you. And I am in such, I think a lot of people right now are, are um, in that place of brewing because we've been stationary, the clarification of how much our home is a reflection of the home that we want versus the home that we have, right? Like there's mm-hmm. this, the word that I've been using for this time personally in the personal journey has been reckoning. There's been so much like truth telling about mm-hmm. the life that I've lived or the choices that I've lived. And um, and my longing for, I this morning my practice was as I was just walking it's just over and over again was like I give myself permission to go home like I give myself permission to come home like I give myself permission to have a home and just this reckoning and realization of the way in which I think perhaps there was a self-punishing piece to denying myself a home you know and um I remember when I set off most recently my my mother said to me she said um don't be afraid to come back, Sophia. I know you have to take your journeys, but sometimes there's an element of punishment in mm. the ways you leave. Mm. And it was a real, like, mama's wisdom moment, you know? Where I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Thanks, <laughs> like, mom. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Yeah. So this place of knowing that there's a way in which the movement is so true to me and this, like, this denial of, of home. So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I'm in my own reckoning about that. You know, I've been I've been restless in my home here in Los Angeles. Um since I moved here actually. I've been sort of unsure and the clarity I've gotten in this time is yeah, this isn't it. This isn't where 
this isn't the place that's going to feed me the way I want to be fed when, you know, when the shit goes down, which it's going down right now. So, um, and we get to make home wherever we are. I mean, that really is true. And I feel like I have used this time to make home in learning the piano and, you know, being with myself with the piano and making music and um, with the kitties and, you know, and the things that nourish me. And a lot of, I think a lot of the restlessness that's happening for people right now is in that, um, that need for more of that homecoming to the self and maybe not, you know, a, not having the tools for it. Yeah. Not really knowing what that looks like and what that means. Um, you know, feeling, I think we've, we often will try to make our home in things that are by nature unstable and, um, and which are external which are, which then means it's things we don't get to actually have any control over. So not that home is something we want to control, but we want to build. Mm -hmm. And so when we make our home in other people, when we make our home in an identity, like in, in like what I do in the world, in my job, in my career, um, in a particular role we play in family as provider, if that's what home is, then when those things get taken away, there's, there's not a foundation that people are standing on. And so I think, you know, I really thank you for this question. I didn't even think about talking about this today. And this is just sort of coming as, as you're bringing it forward. Thank you. You always ask such good questions. <laughs> I love that about you. You are the, the great inquirer. Um, so <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of the unrest right now is that people need that that sense of home in themselves yeah. and they don't know how to do it or they don't know what to anchor it in, like what part of themselves they get to anchor it in. And so then it's easier to, you know, be on the state house in Michigan saying the governor is the problem, or it's easier to be angry about what's happening because there isn't that sense of I'm at home in myself and I if I am at home in myself, I can traverse whatever comes towards me. And so although for myself right now, there is a sense of, okay, in terms of place, this isn't it for me. This is a place I want to leave. I have had that sense of home. I've had a sense of being really well resourced mm. because I have that inside. And so it hasn't rocked me. Yeah. And, um, and that doesn't mean there hasn't been some instability, you know, financial ups and downs and different things that, you know, many people are experiencing. And, I have not been rocked from my foundation because I've worked to build that and it's very solid right now. And so, so I think that, you know, that's a great question for people to be asking themselves right now. Like where is home for you right now? What does that look like for you? And not just not physical, but inside, how are you, how have you built a place of home inside of you where you get to be fully who you are, mm. where you are 
absolutely comfortable in your full expression, in your full self-knowing and love, that's, that's the homecoming. And so if we have that, then we can manage any relationship, we can manage any conflict, we can manage all of the instability that is happening in our external world from that place. And if we don't have that place, then we're going to really be pushed off of our centers when those things erupt as they are in a very dramatic and unprecedented way right now. Yeah, I just, there's this part of me that's so grateful for your ability to articulate because I'm sitting here going like, yeah, 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 yeah. So like, what is home, you know? And it's like to just say that, the simplicity of that is, it reminds me of, there's an episode. <laughs> I'll have to look up what it is. Caitlin, maybe you know, maybe you remember what it is. We'll find it. But there's an episode that I literally recorded in my friend's basement in a closet like literally like in the closet in the basement and I had had this like really deep healing space you know par for the course usual stuff and I'm like Mm -hmm. in this like deep processing and I'm in the middle of kind of having one of these confession episodes where I'm like I just gotta tell you like what's really happening because I have no answers I just have questions and like three quarters of the way through I just like whimper into the microphone like I just I just want to be loved like just (laughs) like total sincere just like I just want to be loved and like there's this that's how I felt when you spoke about like what is home like and it's like I it's like what did you it's like what did you say you said I can lift it up you can say it again you can jump in here or you can just kind of go through it it's like being fully who you are being fully expressed in that and I I think by that point I was like whimpering and was like listening but also like I'm just having so many feelings I'm just like that is that is the home like the longing and that's one of the things that being nomadic has really taught me in so many ways and just like my like beautiful medicine caller friends that have when I've been like I just want to go home and they're like yeah Sophia that's right that's you have that right now so like you got to get clear about how you get to have that home. Like that's been, it's been a study in, in coming home um, because there hasn't been the, this external illusion. And, and it wasn't until I had this lover relationship in this fall that I was really given another place, not given and took really, like re- that I really allowed myself to do that external rooting and, and putting my home into someone else. Up until that point, I'd been in that um I would say leaky. I would say like a leaky kind of slippery projecting it onto people in the not best places, the people that I was staying or my work or things like that. But I knew that those weren't the right places. So I held it a little bit closer and I kind of like this, it, this, it slid into this place really kind of while I was watching, like, don't go that way. <laughs> and really finding myself in this place of, of like, I don't want to turn this into my stability while it just like totally turned into the stability. And then this place of like, oh, my brain just went so many places. This place of, I do, I do, like I can give that to myself right now. I do have a greater sense of who I am a greater confidence in expressing myself and embodying myself. I don't know if you remember the third thing that you said or not, but um, like I have that in ways that are 
unprecedented and intact. Like that's true. And in fact, even these past few months that have been such a reckoning for me to look at the ways in which I created the stability of my life by using other people to create the stability I didn't know how to create for myself. I've really been in this place of like claiming that and deciding that process of like waking up in the morning and being like, it's not here and being like, you're going to make it. You're going to like lay one more brick today in the foundation of really being able to care and provide for myself in ways that I didn't think I could. I think that's like a big piece of it. Like I worked really hard for over a decade learning how to emotionally hold space for myself. And Mm -hmm. I'm fucking phenomenal at that. Like turns out practice. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Worked fucking hard for it. And for others, you know, and that allows you to do that for others. That's one of your, that's one of your big pieces in your medicine. Thank you for seeing that. And knowing that and trusting it and inviting me to be mm-hmm. in that with you. And this kind of this this next level piece for me, which is I can just think of my crystal resonance therapist working with me for like two years straight. And it was just like the amount that I was just pulling in the earth element, like just move, like moving me towards this grounding space. It was just this place of um, I just. I just left. I don't know. Uh, Go ahead. Well, I think, um, you know, getting back to, yeah, just the, this, this idea of home and what that gets to look like in relationship. Um, you know, I know lots of people's relationships are getting really challenged right now and, and things are, are, are surfacing, Right. That we've maybe been pushing to the side, pushing under the rug, not addressing. And they're just right there right now um, in very different ways, certainly for people who are cohabitating with um, partners and lovers. And so, you know, that sense of homeness, there's such a difference when you show up in the relationship from a place of I'm really at home over here. I don't need to leave myself to go over and love you. I don't need to leave myself to go and control you. I don't need to leave myself to go and be validated by you or um, people please you, take care of you, just like to sort of falsely ensure mm. that you're going to love me back. And I think that is actually how most people do relationships. There aren't a lot of people doing relationships at that higher level where both people are coming into the relationship from a sense of homeness in themselves. And so it, 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 it then becomes, I don't need anything from you. I am fully actualized and content and in love in myself. And then I just, I get to just share that with you. It's not about me needing a thing, needing your validation, needing your resources, needing, you know, whatever the, the thing is that, we leave ourselves to get. Mm. And it's fair to say that most of us learn that when we're little kids, you know, we learn to abandon ourselves. We learn 
that in order to know that we are loved by our parents, we have to do X, Y, or Z. We have to clean up after the drinking spree, or we have to take care of our younger siblings in order to have worth in the family, or we have to bring home good grades. You know, we learn that in just so many ways. And then, and of course, many of us experience a real abandonment of a parent, whether it is a parent leaving even if they leave in a healthy way, in, in a child's mind, it is an abandonment. And so then that that gets anchored in there. And so we learn then to leave ourselves. And parents leave even when they're physically present, right? Sometimes yeah. they're just, they're not mentally present. They're, they're not healthy. They're dealing with a health issue. Um, they're working three jobs. You know, they want to be there and, and they just simply can't. Um, sometimes they're just really checked out. So, so many of us experience that when we're little and so figuring out what does it look like to really be at home takes a long time because we don't have the, we don't that, have the, the role modeling for that. Like, where do you, where yes. do you, where do you learn that? That's so, I feel like I'm like, this is like, that's, I'm yes to everything you just said. And that's like where my brain was like kind of starting to go. And then I got lost. So I'm glad you like brought in this piece. It's like, so that now this place of like what does home look like if the home that was modeled for me isn't where, even if I had so much, which I did, right? But this mm-hmm. this deeper understanding of that longing of like, how do I really do that? What does it look like? I've been wrestling with notions of, I really found myself making myself feel very wrong um, and bad when mm-hmm. I found myself desiring an, like a, remembering, desiring. And then I remembered that most of the songs that I've written and recorded have been in an empty house, no matter where I lived, whether I was traveling or whatever. It's like when the house was empty, I like took that hour and realizing that part of me was having this desire of being like, I want an empty house. And I was, and I'd be curious what you have kind of what your thoughts are about this. Cause I have a soft, I'm have a softer take on it now, but I still have this like interplay. And one piece is don't, I don't need to make it a problem that my muse is like space, right? Like mm-hmm. just to have like emptiness is like a pretty basic common experience for creatives to have of just be like to just know that my energy can get really big and it's not going to bump into another person, right? Like it's just like that desire. The other piece that I was struggling with was this feeling of like I don't want to have to, the part where I was making myself wrong or like not good enough in that was I don't want to have to um, have those perfect conditions for me to be able to be in my creative like expanded self and I, I I'm like curious what kind of what you have to say about that yeah I mean I, I think when we really have that sense of homeness in ourselves it's easy to make home in lots of physical spaces so I think this the the piece around creativity is so important because that is a place of home for people. And it, it really, you know, my worldview is that we all come here to create. Like we come here to love and to create. That's <laughs> like that's pretty much what we are charged with doing. And we all get to do that in our own ways. And creation gets to look different. And for some people they come here and they destroy things and they kill people and they, you know, they don't tap into that part of themselves that was meant to create. And so the way that they make themselves feel 
relevant or significant or whatever is going on inside powerful is through destruction, which is, you know, of course the other side of the coin with creation. And so, you know, I mean, for years I've been asking people in my workshops when we're talking about pleasure, you know, and I think this gets into why pleasure is so deeply necessary. It is not, (laughs) it's not a luxury. It is necessary is when I ask people what brings them the most pleasure, I mean, inevitably 10 times out of 10, people in the room will always have something about creating on, you know, if I, if I say, let's make your top 10 pleasure list, which I often ask people to do always creating is there, whether it is writing, singing, making music, you know, dancing, um, whatever creation looks like building a business, you know, build, you know, coding, whatever is the creative, uh, juice for that person that's always on the list. And and it is a place where I think we do feel most at home, where we lose track of time, where we are so connected to purpose and to spirit, hmm. you know, it, it, you know, we're in our direct line to spirit when we are in that place of creation, because life creates more life. We are meant to create more life. So that gets to look all kinds of ways. And so I do think in some ways artists come through situation times like these better, right? A artists are often used to instability financially. <laughs> Otherwise that's a thing. <laughs> it's a real archetype. It's a real thing. And I think there is that sense of, I get to find that place of anchor and home in my creation and my mm-hmm. creativity. And so there's always a thing to come back to. And I think people that are less tapped into that, are then seeking it more on the outside and that by nature is going to be unstable. And so in a, in a time where we are as unstable as we are, then seeking stability outside of yourself in that way, isn't going to work. Isn't going to work. work. It might work. It might work. But it's not, it's not sustaining. Right. One of the one of the things I really like to talk about in my work is the connection of sexuality to spirituality. So s- sexuality is to spirituality as creativity is to the divine. So say it again. It, there, there's such what's that? Just say that again. Say the equation again. Sexuality is to spirituality as creativity is to the divine. Right. So the tools, the tools, the um, the embodiment of our creativity, the embodiment of our sexuality in this human form is a direct method. It is a direct uh, it is a it's a directive really from spirit, Mm. from the divine. And sexuality is one of the most creative things there, there is. I mean, even for someone that's not an artist, your sexuality can be your creativity. You know, I've, I've dated people like that where it, it truly was an art for them. Yes. So, you know, there's really, you know, if you think about the energy of sexuality, there is nothing more creative than that. And, there, and, and so when it is, it's such a place where we struggle so much culturally where there's so much sexual violence, there's so much we don't understand about it, there's so much sexual shame, 
task that when that is very easy to be taken away from home in that part of ourselves. And so what I see in the women that I work with is that they're seeking that they're wanting to find that place of home in themselves and with their sexuality, with their desire, with their pleasure, with their bodies, and that they know intuitively or somewhere deep inside, they know that's really the key to being in their most potent, powerful, goddess, divine, deep being, uh, self. And so, you know, it, it, you know, I wrote about home as one of the pieces of sexual empowerment, you know, and it, it's, it's like the eighth element in my book, second only to fire. Cause it's called well, not fire, <laughs> but I, I, we actually debated, do we put home last? Do we put fire last? Mm. doesn't really matter the order. Um, but it's, it's, it really encapsulates all the other pieces. And so I think understanding that balance of creativity, sexuality, that sense of homecoming, all of that is so interconnected and it is so much, um, the tool and the expression and the love of our spirit and, and our connection to spirit and of the divine. I just have the image when you say that of like that, that merged place of like when I'm like, like just in that like sexually satisfied place the like in like the flow right the like creative Uh flow like I want to sing I want to dance let's draw a picture Uh read me some poetry like the creative is Uh flowing and it feels so good and in the same way when I'm like really in that flow I'm just like like vital so it's like I sang or I danced all night or I you know or like wrote all this poetry and I'm just like that I think it is like that coming back home to oneself that feels so good, right? And then that desire, I've been thinking about this and I think about this in terms of like Fire Woman, your work and Fire Woman Retreat, which we haven't talked about, but this work that we've done together and, um, oh, I just got lost. My brain went, okay, the, so then it's like, and then I'm doing creative work and I feel really vital and fabulous and I feel good in myself. Like it feels good to be in my body. It feels mm-hmm. good to my mm-hmm. pleasure. Like it feels good to, there's, it feels good to be, be me. Like it feels good to be me. And I think that for me, that's really, that is that home place. Like it feels like that, mm-hmm. it feels good to be home. It's like, it feels good to be myself. And so to have that understanding of like, oh yeah, like, fuck like how do we how do we I mean it's not it's like and to be clear like centuries it's not confusing how how did we lose that right like it's really been aggressively um uh stomped out of us as best it could be which it can't be but it can really kind of go away underground for people and then there's all this guilt and shame about feeling good about who we are when we are who we are Right. Like when I am who I am, when I'm in that expression, when I'm in that embodiment and then it feels really good. So often there can be this like conditioned ripple effect of like, oh, I'm not supposed to feel that good by just being me. Mm -hmm. Well, that's when the that external mind comes in. Right. So it's like the moment judgment comes in, the moment we start to 
you know, even if it's like these little glimpses of I'm stepping outside of myself, watching myself now, you already aren't at home, right? We're already in that judge self that we've all probably got sitting on our shoulders or that's like creeps into our mind somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, and sometimes that looks like, you know, rather than dancing and really just enjoying being so fully in your body, it's, oh my God, I wonder how my ass looks right now. (laughs) Or I wonder, oh, what are people going to think if I, if I really let myself shake like that or whatever, are they going to see my cellulite? Are they, you know, I mean, wherever our mind goes, that takes us outside of ourselves Mm. and out of the experience. And so, so yeah. And that's exactly what you're saying. That depth. That, and that, that depth of being, and that, when you talk about that really brings the part up for me, like I was talking about earlier, like I've worked fucking hard to be able to like have my feelings be what they are and not destroy me and have them be fucking beautiful. Um, and mm-hmm. constructive, right? And that what you're talking about being able to stay at home is absolutely a like a teachable, learnable thing. Like it's something you can like remember and reinforce and 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 habituate to the process of coming home. I think a lot of us are uh, habituated. I know I was habituated. I was definitely role modeled practices of dissociation, um, you know, which is a habituated way of leaving ourselves, which is what you were talking about, right? And so this process of creating, habituating and like creating a process of coming home to ourselves. So even if we can, I think about um, my therapist said to me a long time ago, the difference between trance and dissociation is choice. Mm-hmm. And so this ability to, to, to have our energy on whatever level, but have some of our energy step out of ourselves and come back is not inherently a good or bad thing or a right or wrong thing, but is it happening without us knowing? Do we have consciousness about when we're coming and we're going? Like that, that ability. And I think one of the reasons I think sex or sexuality, or deep sensual pleasure, all of these things are such relating, conscious relating, are such powerful practices because um, every time we dissociate, we, have a, we, we can build the bridge back home on our way back. Like we reinforce the ability to come back to ourselves. And so, so it, actually, there's this way in which it's like when we go and come back, we build a stronger bridge and actually in the strength of that bridge is where I have found my ability to notice when I'm starting to leave when maybe before it was so quick, right? Like it was like, there was no bridge. It was just like a vacuum of space. I was like either kind of it's mm-hmm. myself or gone. And she's gone. And she's gone. <laughs> but having this process that's like, that is a bridge. I'm, I, 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 I found that now I, there's a sense of walking out of myself or walking back to myself that what used to just be a hard line has, an, has way expanded into a spectrum of how much am I really with myself or not with myself um, that has equally had uh, or maybe even I, – I don't know about technically, but like even more so like exponentially grown my sense of – a presence or power or a consciousness in my own self and that 
sex or pleasure that takes us to our edge of what we think we're allowed to have. And then it also can be a way that brings us back, like it brings us back home. Like pleasure can both take us to the edge where we can redefine being like, oh, am I allowed to have this? And if you do it slow, right, then you have the ability to say, yes, (laughs) I'm allowed to feel this good. And then that's like building the bridge, you know, or kind of at the edges, welcoming through things that are spiritually or physically which are not separate in my understanding our sensual being is not separate from our spiritual being like the things that feel good to our body and i mean deeply feel like uh like like real that's all that's like that's like then we're like going into it's a whole other element in your book desire is this whole other piece i used to think what i wanted was what i wanted and then i realized those were dissociated habituated habits right and so re get actually coming to understand what I actually in my like authenticity and in my like trueness desired and just being like that desire is so holy that is so my soul that is so my spirit that is so my connection with divine um you can respond to any of the things that I just said or all of them (laughs) (laughs) or none of them there were so many things (laughs) um was something I wanted to say. God, what was it? So it, it, it brings up this idea of like what the body is for. Mm. Because you know, I, I think, you know, really this is coming just as we're talking, it's, it's sort of coming forward. The body is a tool, you know, it's this beautiful, beautiful tool that we were gifted from spirit because it's a lot easier to understand ourselves and where we end and something else begins in a body, you know, and people may have different belief systems, but I don't think we ever die. I don't think that, you know, I think that our consciousness, our, our, our selfness continues, it it continues in different form. I don't know what that's going to look like, you know, uh, next time. But I think we are given the gift of a body because it, it does help us deepen our understanding of who we are. Because if we're just sort of out there floating in the ether and floating with all the other, you know, consciousnesses, um, it seems to me that would be much more challenging on many levels, you know. And as I say, this is conjecture because I don't know. I don't have a conscious memory of what that is like. And I think if we've had spiritual experiences and medicine experiences, as, you know, I know you talk about on on this podcast, we have had that on some level, right? We yeah. do know that, that there are ways that we surf in the field of consciousness mm. that can look really different and that aren't about the body. So, yeah. you know, it's like earth school. Like when we come to earth school, um, you know, we, we don't need desks and pencils. We need bodies to to really... Um, be here in in earth school and go to the next place. And so our sexuality is simply an extension of the divine. It's, it's an expression, you know, and I've definitely been in many spiritual contexts or with psychics that really tap in on certain levels and have 
often in my life heard things like, um, you know, the spirits that are not in human bodies, like there's almost, it's not envy, but it's like, man, like you get to have that right now, yeah. you know, like they want us <laughs> to, to really fully experience it. Yeah. And then we put so many things in our own way mm. for not doing that, whether it's not loving our bodies, mm. whether it's not listening to our bodies, mm. um, the health issues that come up and how we manage our health issues and what that does to our emotional and mental life. Uh, you know, there are so many things we struggle with about our bodies. And what if we stopped fighting our bodies and we really saw our bodies for that greater tool of self-development that they are? What would life look like and how would you come home to your body and your whole being in a very different way. That to me is where the juicy work is. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I think about and I talk about how the body is the how it's a map to our wholeness. You know, mm -hmm. like you know all the years of of body work that I've done and and doing all these things. I love for me uh like medicine work, soul journey work, um, what's commonly referred to as shamanic work to me is, or energy work to me is not separate from body work. Yeah. Like they're not separate. They are approaches, they're perspectives for sure, but but they're not separate. There's such a, a unity and there's such a wisdom in that, um, like the body will tell you where you're home and where you're not at home. Exactly. It will like always. always. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the body is like the most badass teacher we have. Stop fighting your main teacher. <laughs> real talk. Snap about it. Real talk. Real talk. Stop talking. Stop talking smack to your fucking teacher. Stop talking smack to your teacher. Stop it. Right? Woo. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Really, it really touched me. Like just that, and I just want to like lift that up and invite you, I mean, sweet listener, AJ, just Sophia, just like that, like the gift of our body, just the truth of that statement. Just let that, like the truth of that statement, just do what it does. I think that our, our evolution as humans will always be limited if we don't break through this one. You know, we, and I've watched, you know, elders also um, really fight their bodies to the end, fight, you know, and, and I'm not there yet. So who knows how it's going to go for me? You know, I'm not, I don't say this from a place of judgment, just a place of observation and watching my father in this place right now, I've, I'm watching my mother in this place. I watched my grandmother, you know, really fight the shift in the body rather than embrace it and allow it to continue to be the teacher mm. as Woo. we are starting to break down physically because we are preparing for the next world, whether it's 20 years away or one year away or a month away. Um, our body will start that process at some point 
And there's still such rich teachings there. And many people give up. You know, when women come into my work, when they're in their 60s and 70s, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Yes. You know, it gets, it's never too late. And I think a lot of people tell themselves that it is. So, you know, whether, no matter where you are in your life right now, you get to create a different relationship to your sexuality, to your body, to pleasure, to your desire. And you get to define it for yourself, not, you know, I think there's plenty of forces outside of us that want to define that for us. And so you get to choose how you want to define it. And that that will accelerate your growth no matter what, no matter where you are, the acceleration that comes when you embrace the physical and the spiritual rather than pitting them against each other or thinking that somehow to be evolved or exalted is to be in spirit and not of the body. I think it is actually the integration. That is what is the evolution. And so coming into that moment of true integration, that is the acceleration point for, for people. Um, I have watched it over and over and over with the women that have come into my work over the years. Like what happens in that moment of, I am going to claim something that I have not claimed before. I am going to embody myself in a way I've not embodied myself. I'm going to let myself, I'm just going to let myself. I'm just going to allow, I'm going to give myself permission for whatever the experience is. Like when that happens, so many other things in your life shift. So many other expansions get to happen. So it's not outside of yourself. It's it's right here. It's right here. <sighs> it's so it feels so essentially important to me as you talk about this because this first medicine principle comes in which is like when the energy shifts the physical material world shifts. The physical material right. world is made out of energy. So yes. that what you're yes. talking about that conjunction <laughs> that union between is that is the power that is that power place right and and to not let them be separate but to like optimize and to unify in that place of the complete conscious embrace of the physical is what expands the physical and allows it to evolve and I think I deeply believe that we're in the process of one of my uh colleagues calls it the the she calls it the new human and another one calls it the humanist luminous this like actual yeah right humanist luminous this actual crystal alvarez you're brilliant this expansion of our physical energy bodies like literally expanding so that more light and wave and particle like move through it in this way that is different literally less dense and that we're doing this personally but there is no personal that is not also the collective right there is no that that's not separate there again perspectives on an expanded truth that's always present right so it's like it's a personal process that i'm having i expand that and that our planet is doing and one of the main things that i love when i talk about birthing the new earth or birthing the new paradigm is not being a metaphor but being actual right is about this labor of 
unifying that physical, the, the, our cells with the vibrations that create those in our consciousness. Like it sounds pretty trippy, right? And it feels pretty trippy because it is expanding the our visceral experience. And it's so, it's so, it feels so essential because it's also the same practice and the principle of us treating our planet well. Like mm-hmm. they're not separate practices, you know? And so just... Mm-hmm. They're not separate ways of being. They're they're all, that's what it is. And just the power of like, it, what pleasure waves, how how powerful they are in terms of like frequency, like the impact that that has mm-hmm. on the on the energetic realm is like there are some waves that are like, shmoop, shmoop, and there are some things that are like, whoa, you know, right, and pleasure waves. Well, being. and. It's just to make this super concrete for people who are listening, think about a time in your life where you thought a thing, you wanted a thing, you put it out into the universe and the thing showed up. And, and, you know, I mean, I think we've all had those moments, whether it's little things, whether it was like mm-hmm. money showed up or, um, you know, oh, or the really person you're thinking about calls, right? Literally, the person that you're thinking about calls, the phone rings, right? And you're like, yeah, I was just, just a little thing like I that. was just thinking about you. Yeah. The amazement of those moments, right? We've all had the amazement of those moments. And also they're fun. It's fun. <laughs> we get to, like, we see like, oh my God, I did this thing. Look at, I just thought it, and it happened. You know, there's such an excitement mm. and playfulness and fun in that. And mm. so take it up a notch, right? We uh, take it up several notches. Uh, We get to take that up a notch because we've all had the experience. You know, I think that most people on some level understand that they are manifesting and creating their life all the time. We are always creating our life. The things always show up that we need, even if we don't think we need them, like, oh, there's the teaching or the teacher or the, you know, whatever the next step is, it always shows up. So imagine if you brought in, you know, brought that into that consciousness with your body in partnership with your body in a whole new way. What could that look like? Partnership with the body. So good. And I mean, that's healing, right? That's what, that's such a huge piece of what healing is. And so, you know, a part of your healing has to be coming home. It has to be deciding, I'm really going to live here now. I'm not just going to leave my body. I'm not just going to leave myself in my relationships. I'm not just going to abandon myself in bags of potato chips or, you know, whatever the habits are. I'm not going to do that anymore. I have to, I have to say this from what you just said and it crossed my mind for a long time when I would have really deep like meditations or healing work I used to call it planet nine not cloud nine I'd like go out you know like fucking fucking go out and I refer to that as going home like that's going home and for a long time when I would come back I would just come back and weep I would just come back and weep I was homesick for so much of my life on this planet it was just, and I know a lot of my listeners resonate with this feeling of just being like, this is hard. I want to go home. Like back to what you're talking about. Like, can I go to the cosmic soup now where I am not separate from everything I love, please? Like, <laughs> okay, 
this is hard on me. You know, it's like, yeah. T- Human illusions. They're so painful. They're so painful. It would seem like such a good idea up there. It's different when you're down here. I was all for it. Right. I was like, oh, what a good idea. Yeah, yeah, beat me down. All right. Yeah, totally. Ready. I'll be so I'll be so galvanized. I'll be this clear channel. It'll be great. I know just how it works. Um, but that deep place and part of what like even I was talking about this earlier, walking on the path, I give myself permission to go home. And what I said out loud to as I'm walking through the woods and I'm saying these things, I was like, go home in this life, in this body, on this earth. Like, let me be specific. I'm gonna I'm giving myself permission. I'm giving my soul permission to feel to go home, that cosmic unified home here, yeah. here. And I, I refer to that in my work, I refer to that as ascending onto the planet as opposed to ascending off of the planet, like mm-hmm. to bring that deep unified consciousness in. And I and this is where I think it's very real that we're literally vibra- vibrating and expanding our physical form to let the, the potency and the frequency that like real strong frequency a, a container that can actually hold it without breaking it like literally just like a like a laser that burns through something versus like a laser that illuminates something right and that's both the laser and the thing that it's lasering into that determines whether it's getting burned reflected out ban- like bounced off or whether it's going in and then kind of illuminating this space. And I just want to come back to this because one of the most powerful places in part of my spiritual practice when I'm courageous right now, it's a little tough. I'm finding that 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 good old heart, womb, cervix, vagina connection is being really real. And so it's my libido is like a little low in this time. I think collectively the world's a little, mm-hmm. it's a little, it's not exactly like mm-hmm. hot and heavy these days <clears throat> in the creative landscape for people. <laughs> and yet doing my practices in the ways that I can, you know, to choose to make some space and to to tell myself the sweet things and to do the things that I need to do because it's that vibration, that connection to my body and that frequency and the way that my body is designed to move those ecstasy waves through my body is one, it's one of many ways to activate and move those energizing, revitalizing cell and like atomic structure expansion, right? To make myself more mm-hmm. luminous in my own self. It's such a potent and powerful way to do that. And so I think it's really important. And um, I don't know if you want to say something there. Um, well, and we're sloughing off the cells all the time, right? We're doing that anyway. Right. Our body just naturally does that. And so you might as well illuminate all the new ones. Right. And I think that is what happens in that homeness. Like the more that we come home, mm. our fire is lit, you know? Oh. I mean, we, we always have the fire. Our we hearts. always have the light in us. I mean, that is the life force. So we've all got that. And sometimes it gets really dim underneath all the struggles, the conflicts, the, you know, the belief systems, the body hate that, you know, name it. I mean, there's so many things that we sort of pile on top of our lights, our ancestral lines, all of it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. That too. And so often things that are not ours. And so as we really come into that place of homeness, the light can't help but shine. Mm. You know, it's like, if you just think about 
you know, driving by that really sweet little house, you know, with like the candle or the, or the warm light in the window, you know, it's yeah. like we get, you know, that warm light in the window starts to shine out, you know, the windows get cleaned and then more of the light shines. And then we, st- then we start bringing ourselves more of the things we want. And then we get all lit up about that because, oh my gosh, I'm creating the life that I really want to have. And the kinds of people I want to be around are showing up and wow. Right. And that's when we become, as we like to say, on fire. <laughs> yes. I talk about right. how, one of the ways that I talk about, um, when people talk about like energy possession, people ask me about like, do you believe in entities possessing things or probably, you know, having, when I have those conversations with people, which of course we're not going to go into that. Cause that's like literally a two hour course that I, I like navigate all of that. But one of the metaphors that I talk about is that if we think about ourselves as a building or like a house that are rooms that were not occupied, if we're like an apartment building and we're not occupying the rooms, they're open to squatters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they get occupied by other people's energy. And so this process of what it is to go through the house and turn on all the lights and inhabit every room. Right. And if you when and often when we do that, we'll go into a space and go like, oh, shit, I didn't know you were living here. <laughs> Right, right. I haven't been here in 20 years, but you've been here for 15. It's like... Well, occupying the rooms is consciousness, right? right? So as we wake up, as we become more conscious of exactly the things we're doing and not doing, and exactly how much we haven't been at home in ourselves, that's when we're like, oh. Absolutely. (laughs) Let's clear out the cobwebs. Absolutely. Start to... Right. I'm going to get in there, weave my web the way I want it. Exactly. Reweave my web. I'm going to take like a hard pivot invitation, personal lead into this right now. It's one of the reasons why I'm personally so fucking excited for Firewoman right now is because of where Mm. I am in this deep place of home, in this deep place of reckoning, going into places where it's like, you know, I spent a lot of time illuminating a lot of rooms in my house and I found a bunch of fucking locked doors in the past three months and they have been devastating. (laughs) Let me be honest. They've been fucking devastating. And it takes a lot of effort for me to, to, to these days right now for me in this present moment to kind of relight those fires and I'm in deep practice about it. And the fact that you have chosen, chosen to, uh, do firewoman, which is normally an in-person retreat that I have gone to, uh, multiple times and have taught at previously uh obviously it's not happening live this year and amy joe has taken the the courageous embarkment into taking live events into the virtual world and i'm so grateful because the timing is just crucial it's so gorgeous for me personally i'm so excited to be there to be part of that energy to be part of that collective space of of re-inhabiting and doing it through these you know one of the things about the Firewoman Retreat that you put together is it's so fun. It's so joyful <laughs> and yep. it's so deep. It's so real. It's so raw. The medicine is so potent and effective. And um, so I'm going to say that I'm thrilled to be, you know, again, part of the 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 teachers and the collaborators, collaborators in that space. And I'm just so, I'm so grateful that you 
that you chose to make the migration, that you didn't say, we'll just do it in the fall. Because for me right now, I'm I'm ready to come and hold space the way that holding space heals me. I'm grateful for that invitation. So thank you for that. And I'm so grateful to go and to participate and to bask in the power of women and non-binary folks who are ready to claim, tend that flame in each other and ourselves. Um, and so this is my like strong pivot of just being like, that's happening. That's happening in two weeks. There's a link in the show notes. Go sign up, join me. And I want you to say anything that you want to say about it, AJ. So. It's just, it's my favorite thing I've created. It, yeah. it truly is. You know, the first year we did Firewoman, it was like, I've arrived. Mm, this, is this is it. This is all the things. It's the play and it's the ritual and it's the witnessing and it's the healing mm. and it's the sacred theater and mm. um, just the erotic carnival is so much fun. Like giving so much permission to the participants to learn the erotic skills, to Ugh. not be nervous to learn them, to ask the questions. Um to really be in community with each other, to help each other heal through the witnessing that happens. I mean, it's just all the things. I love it so much. And, you know, I didn't get disappointed about having to go online. This was another place where I, I just said, okay, okay, this is what we get to do. Like, I'm not canceling, you know, we'll figure out what the retreat center for next year. And so we've reset dates for the retreat center in New York where we were going to do it this, uh, this weekend. In fact, as we are recording, we would have been in New York. So, so we pushed it back a couple of weeks and it's, it's a fun, it's been a fun, creative experience to say, okay, what are the creative ways we get to use technology as a tool to do this and to create the same community and healing and witnessing and rituals. And it's just going to be extraordinary. I am so excited about the the team of teachers we've got because I was able to ask teachers to be there who normally I couldn't ask all of those teachers to be because we live in so many different places and people are traveling and all the things. And so just the roster is just phenomenal. Um, And the other thing we're doing is we're doing the opening ceremony, opening session for free for everybody. So everybody gets to come to that, come to that. If nothing else, at least come get the medicine. Yeah. Um, you're going to be helping with that. So that is on Thursday, the, the 14th of May, 2020, as we are hunkered down. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do a two hour opening session for everybody. And then the retreat is three days. Um, 10 to 5.30 Pacific, so whatever time zone you're in. I mean, we've got Australian women who are showing up. They're coming. They're going to get up at 4 in the morning or yep. whatever a godly hour it is so that yep. they can be there. So I am so excited for what we get to do. And I think that this time is is it's challenging all of us to just be resourceful in whole new ways. Totally. To be creative in whole new ways. You know, we don't have to go into complaint and into, oh, it's not as good. And wah, you know, would I love to be in person and hug everybody and be in that? Of course, of course. And there's so much we can create. Yeah. It's going to be delightful. So I'm super excited you're coming back. And this conversation actually got me so juiced up about some of the things we can do and uh, more things. 
So I love it. I just did a, a weekend workshop on internal pelvic floor work and it was, which is also temple reclamation, right? It's also kind of claiming sacred space and building sacred space. And it was so amazing to be able to do it through this platform, um, for a number of reasons, but one was just the simplicity of literally the the mycelium, the network being spread across and feeling that mm-hmm. energetic link, like the reality, much like the podcast, like when we listen together, like like wherever you are listening right now, I'm with you there and like we're anchoring yeah. this here. And so I'm really excited about, you know, and it's, it's Firewoman Retreat, birthing rebirth it's rebirthing through pleasure power and presence presence oh, yes oh. exactly <laughs> and so just that rebirthing place rebirthing ourselves rebirthing our collective world like tapping into the real potency of our personal power and then tapping into the potency of what happens when we like what like we've been talking about when we we come into that or we're tending that in ourselves and we link that in that like true collaboration that true networking in is so powerful it's so powerful and I think that that is something that is just that principle alone is something that's really important as we're moving forward in terms of how do I feel powerful in my life when all these other things I'm told in these specific ways. And, and I think, um, I think there really is a, there's, there's a certain moment that that makes that really true. But I also think there's a kind of truth that's been around for a long time that is, you know, of that notion of like, well, when and who and who says that real question of who has the authority over your life or your power. And so, you know, being in this place of really finding what is powerful right here in these particular circumstances, there are ways to feel, I'm going to say it, infinitely powerful, exponentially impactful right now, right from where I am, right from where you are, right from where you are, like right where we are, there is power and impact to be experienced and to, um, and deep honoring, deep healing. There's such, such richness in that. So yeah. So check that out. Yeah. And the image of the web. I love that. You know, this is really the world wide web. This is, yes. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is what that gets to look like. Yeah. You know, we have a teacher who's going to be teaching all the way from Frankfurt, Germany. Um, you know, that, that connection is different and it doesn't mean it doesn't get to be super potent. Yeah. And it may be, and it may surprise you the ways that the potency gets to happen. I mean, I think a lot of people are experiencing that, you know, having virtual dates or having, you know, all the things that we're getting to do differently, virtual birthday parties. I mean, I've been to so many virtual birthday parties now, you know, and then it's like, well, why haven't I been having virtual birthday parties with all my friends who don't live near me? I should be doing that every year. (laughs) So I think we're going to see a lot more of that. It's, it's created a lot of possibility. So, uh, yeah, there's no better time for us to anchor ourselves in this way and to do it with each other. So we know that we are not alone in this. Yeah, that's so feels so important right now. And I feel like it's deeply preparatory for our ability to be to be in exposure and intimacy. It's such a time to be preparing 
um, for whatever world comes next, right? Because for whatever comes next, this kind of home and self, these kinds of like deep coming into ourselves, that's only going to serve us in that continuing evolution and changing time. That's not like building skills that will only matter back back then, right. you know. Glad I had that for quarantine. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, right, exactly. No. no, this is like these are these are centuries, millennia old. Um, and I think millennia future and like, like I said, really evo- consciously evolutionary tools and, yeah. and pertinent and potent right now. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to, do you want I'm going to move towards closing questions here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, usually I, I'm going to ask you in a second, but I'm going to say, go ahead, check out Firewoman Retreat with the link in the show notes. Just pop right in there. Check that out. Join us. Um, um. And come home, y'all. home, y'all. Come, come home. Give myself permission. And um, and how do you? Where do you like people to find you and connect with you? AmyJoeGoddard.com is the best place. That's the hub. But I am, of course, on the socials. Uh, find me on Facebook, pretty easy. Twitter. Uh, I am sexual empowerment on Instagram. Instagram. So, so I'm in all the places, lots of resources, lots of, um, lots of, you know, lots of freebies and articles and videos and I'm on the YouTube and all the things. So yeah, dig in, dig in. <laughs> lots of her. Enjoyed today and you want another scoop. There's way more scoops to be so had. So more scoops. Good. <laughs> yeah. Firewoman, the book and, uh, yeah, all those things. Okay. So, closing question. Mm. We're birthing a new world. We are. What's the, like, I'm inviting you to go into that visionary space and, and it's, it's, it's moving now. We're in the movement. Like, we're in the, if before it was behind a veil and now we're in the middle of the veil. Using that, the, your ability to just drop in and look past or maybe even call to from what does the other side look like or sound like where are we going Mm. I think that we are going to a world where we really understand community and interconnectedness and not from a selfish place I mean for some it may remain a selfish place of I'm going to be interconnected because then you know me gets (laughs) taken care of but I think really from a place of we're not going to leave people behind Mm. we've shown ourselves that we can do this in a way that doesn't leave people behind and we get to create new ways of being in our, with our economy, new ways of being with healthcare, with education, with all of our systems and in our smaller communities locally, all the way up to our global community, uh, with the environment that really is about understanding that interconnectedness and not taking that for granted. And what that gets to look like, we get to we get to create it. But what I know is the systems we've had are not working. They're, they just haven't been working for way too many people. And so I think the other thing that gets to happen is that we get to listen to women. 
We get to listen to people of color. We get to listen to queer folks Mm -hmm. and more of us get to lead and hold influential positions of power and leadership because the folks that have had that have done a very piss poor job. So therefore they get to be removed next and other people get to do it. Yes. Glory. And I think that's going to look really different. I think we're going to see a very interesting, we've already seen that right in 2018. We yep. saw this beautiful influx mm. of young women of color, mm-hmm. especially, you know, and people with disabilities and just all kinds of things like the, like the level of diversity that came into Congress in 2018, we had never seen before. And I just think we're going to see so many more ripples and versions of that. And I think it's going to be beautiful. And we get to support it. We get to we get to say, I'm not going to hang on to the old thing because I'm scared, and I and I somehow that's comfortable, and so I'm just going to vote for the thing that feels comfortable. I'm actually going to vote for, you know, use my my vote, use our democracy to actually um, to vote for the thing that that is the beacon of hope that is the light that is different that is going to teach us something new and and may feel risky beautiful yes the image that came to mind to me while you described that was it can be so scary to let go of the thing that we've known even if our, even if it's behind us right so the image that i had is a kind of holding on to something as it's sinking and that feeling of like not wanting to let go cuz you're scared and you know who do you need to become what what do you need to heal and honor in yourself so that you have the courage to let go to literally mm-hmm. let go, let go and to mm-hmm. reach forward and to to reach towards the thing that might not physically be there yet, right? Like to and mm-hmm. and 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 to to reach in that direction, to be willing to let the hand be empty for a minute or five, right? To to mm-hmm. stay in that place. That's the warrior's path. That's the part yeah. about this this medicine radical healing walk that is the the warrior's path is that trust and that that sitting in the fear and the vulnerability and being able to be courageous enough to not reach back and go tangling for what was like I like I described in my dreams like waking up in the early mornings and being like looking it's like the image I have is like digging through my drawers like what will comfort me what will comfort me and then waking up with empty hands and then sitting with the grief and then letting my day be full of courage and reaching towards reaching towards the life and the home and the well-being that I know is possible even if even if the voice of doubt is present um, and being willing to to call it in and to move towards it. And the other image that comes to mind is to let go. And in the meantime, if you can't reach forward, what is it to reach to the side? That I think about like sisterhood, kinship, the community, the mycelium, the net. It's like you don't have to reach forward by yourself either. You can just let go of what was and then reach for the mm-hmm. community and we'll go, we'll walk, we'll walk it together. It's probably even more accurate than anything else that I said. <laughs> yeah. And not to minimize our our loss because I know people are losing a lot right now, not the least of which is family members and yes. real humans. Yes. And I think there is something so brilliant that opens in a place where we've lost so much because it's, we don't have anything to lose. Yeah. 
So why not take the bigger risk? I, I think people are going to be willing to take bigger risks because of the loss we have experienced yeah. and that we've experienced it together. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, uh, there's no um, like casualness from me in the potency of death medicine. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not casual or light. It's heavy. It's real. Yeah. It's, it's, ev- it's everything and it's everything about life. It's everything about true, yeah. true life. So, um, so yeah, so there we are. Thank you, Amy Jo. Amy Jo Goddard, you, everyone. Sophia. You're welcome. Sophia Wise One. My pleasure to be. I, I love our conversations. Thank you for having me. And I can't wait to have you at Firewoman again. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Oh, sweet dear listeners, I love you. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for putting your hand on your heart, taking your big breath having a moment, letting a perspective shift or change. I hope you got what you needed out of this today in your walk, in your way. And I offer you the blessing of as you move forward that you you receive what you need from this or anything else that you interact with. I honor your desire, your soul's wisdom, your body's wisdom. And as always, I invite you to reach out to me. You can find me, hang out the most on Instagram. I'm around sophiawiseone.com, at sophiawiseone, around, reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Join us for Firewoman Retreat. Um, So much brewing, so much creativity in all of my loss, a lot of courage, a lot of things coming forward, and I'd love to be in contact. Hit that subscribe button. If this is your first time here, go check out another episode. See if you you dig it and uh, leave me a rate and review. I'd love to hear your feedback. Okay. Be well. Lots of love. Bye. gorgeous one. Thank you. I want to take a moment in closing. I have a few things. First, take a breath. (sighs) Second, I want to remind you that this in itself can be transmission and medicine. So take care of yourself right now. If this is medicine for you, I have a few invitations. One is hit that subscribe button. Leave me a rate and review. It's very, very helpful. In addition, I would love to stay connected with you. Come over to my website, sophiawiseone.com, or find me on Instagram, at sophiawiseone, and get 
connected. And if this is feeding you, I encourage you to join the virtual temple that is up and gorgeous and happening. And that is my Patreon. And I'm inviting you to join us there. If this episode or another episode fed you and was just what you need, consider sending it and sharing it with a friend. Thank you. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for all your work, all your medicine. I know deep in my being, you are weaving with me. Thank you. Thank you. We are in this together.